When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, welcome to Cheers. I'm your host, Avery Woods. Hi guys, welcome back to the Cheers podcast. I'm your host, Avery Woods, and we are kicking off the season one finale with these two beauties, Mrs. (laughs) and Mrs. London and Olivia Stallings, as well as their two cute pups walking around. If you guys hear that. Yes, we do apologize for that. Thank you guys so much for being here. Cheers. Cheers. We're drinking our morning cup of joe in our cute little Santa mugs. They hosted Scotty and I. So thank you guys so much. It's been so fun. having us and being on the pod. Yes, thanks for having us. us. Yeah. Um, Before we get started, though, Olivia and I both wanted to um, personally apologize directly to all of the people that we have offended, especially um, the black community, for the hurtful language that we used. Um, There's no excuse for it, and we can't change what we said then, and it's something that we continue to learn from with an open heart, and it's not a word that we use today. Yeah. Well, and we have and we will take full responsibility for the hurt and the pain that we know that we have caused people. And I think we've had a lot of fun like the past two years on TikTok, you know, creating this following and making videos and making new friends and things like that. But at the end of the day, we know that we have a responsibility to draw that line of what's right and what's wrong. And in this, you know, situation, there is no gray area. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, so, you know, all in all, we are growing and learning every day to become better versions of ourselves for each other. And, you know, for also the people that have followed our journey over, um, the last couple of years and for our future family. But what we really want out of this today is that, you know, we are going to sit here with Avery and talk about our wedding and, um, outfits and how we came out and things like that. But, um, if, if you get anything from this podcast, um, we want you guys to know that we are sorry and we hope that you feel that. And I really appreciate you guys addressing it head on publicly. I know it's not an easy thing to do. And I've seen both online and personally knowing you guys, the work that you've put in and your plans to be better, not just, you know, as individuals, but as your family continues to grow. So I appreciate you guys, you know, being brave enough to speak about that. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for giving us the opportunity to do it. Of course. Yeah. Okay. So let's take it back. So you guys are both from the South mm-hmm. and yes. knew from a pretty young age that you were gay. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. kind of talk about that experience growing up. Yeah. You can go first. We, we have two very different, different stories. Yeah. yeah. Different experiences. So I did. I grew up here in Georgia. Um, and I, did, I feel like from an early age, I did know. Like, I think I describe it as when straight people were like starting to figure out that they like guys. I think I was kind of having that experience with girls. So mm-hmm. in the seventh grade. I was like, oh, my God, I think I have a crush on a girl. Maybe in hindsight, looking at it now at 27. Um, But, yeah, I feel like I always kind of knew. And my family grew up in church, but it was never – I never really grew up thinking that it was wrong or my parents never said, you know, specifically that anything was wrong with it. 
Um, so I was pretty comfortable when I felt like I could tell my mom. I was pretty comfortable and like knew in my head, like this is for sure. I think I'm gay. Yeah. Yeah. And did you, were you nervous when you, cause you came out to your mom first. Yeah. Were you nervous or were you like, I know she's going to accept me no matter what? I knew she was going <laughs> to accept me, but I was like, I remember crying. Yeah. And I had like this fling with my best friend at the time. Like that's how I knew that I was gay. And she was like, Olivia, I know. Like, I've seen you two together. Like, yeah. it makes sense. Like, it's okay. Um, and my whole family reacted that way. Like, my grandma did um, when she was alive at the time. My dad was cool about it. And he is over, like, a huge church in Atlanta. So I had, I had a lot of support. Like, no one in my life really acted like it was a big deal. Like, I feel like my family sort of acted like you don't have to come out. Like, you can just live your life. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's incredible, though. Yeah, they were really awesome. Especially in the South. I feel yeah. like it's totally different mm-hmm. compared to where I'm from on the West Coast. So I just love that you automatically felt, you know, accepted. Yeah, I had a, I mean, I had a really, really good experience. I'm very thankful yeah. for it. Yeah, for sure. And London, you're, I know your story is much different. Yeah, yeah. So I am born and raised from Arkansas and I grew up Church of Christ and, um, you know, I've been going to church my whole life. My family was always taking me, things like that. And I, I don't know if I necessarily knew from a young age that I was gay, um, and I did, you know, have boyfriends and I think that maybe that was kind of just like, a, a shield or something of like me trying to figure yeah. out like who I was. Um, but I did have girlfriends throughout high school as well, trying to find myself, trying to figure out was this really who I was. And I think that every kid growing up, especially in the closet or in a place to where you know that you're automatically not going to be accepted where you live. Um, that's, I'm sure that a lot of people can resonate with that and, you know, being scared and, feeling lonely and all the things and um I wouldn't say that like it was a horrible experience like I didn't get kicked out of my house and I wasn't like shamed or shunned or anything but um it was an experience and we kind of talked about this like whenever you got here Mm -hmm. of just about me feeling like I needed to give my parents some grace to kind of like understand who I was and who I was becoming and um you know, I'll never forget the conversation that I had with my mom. And technically I got outed, I guess you would say. So someone in my school or whatever, like had kind of told on, told on me. And it was like, you know, which by the way, anyone who's watching this, don't Don't out people. Don't do that. Yeah. That's not anyone else's choice to make, but yourself. Yeah. And I think that that's what was the worst thing for me is I felt like I couldn't tell my story. And I felt like I was kind of robbed from the opportunity of getting to, not like ha- my parents didn't have me explain myself. I wasn't punished, you know, but I felt like I, I felt like I owed it to them to tell them the new me and who I was because who I was in front of them wasn't who I was yeah. towards, you know, my girlfriends or mm-hmm. who I was hiding. And I had a completely different life. And I struggled with that a lot in high school of feeling the f- the feelings of having to live two separate lives. And I felt like that was such a hard thing on me mentally. And I was telling them I'm a very mentally strong person. And I felt like I was slipping and I was losing myself. And I was like, something has got to give. And when, um, that opportunity came of when I, I guess I got outed, um, you know, I had the conversation with my mom and my dad and, you know, it was pretty much a similar situation of like, 
I felt like I wanted to tell them who I was to learn the new the new me. And it's not necessarily the new me because I've always been the same goofy, yeah. outgoing, loud London that I've always been. But I felt like I couldn't be my whole self around them. And um, they respected that. And, and, you know, I think that my mom kind of prepared me for what was to come. And it was like, you know, she didn't ever say, like, this is not who you are. And, like, you know, you need to, like, go to church and, like, do all these things. It wasn't ever that way. And I appreciate that. And I know that a lot of times, like, in the South, us growing up, literally Church of Christ, like, the church is very much so, like, oh, it's a sin. Like, you're living in sin. And it wasn't that, and I'm grateful for that, but it was more of like, um, I wanted to give them time to, like I said, get to know the new me and how I was going to go about my life in the future. And I told, I'll never forget the conversation I had with my dad and, um, we were sitting up in my bedroom and I pretty much was just like, this is who I know who I am. And I felt like I've been slipping for so long and I just want to know that you're there and I one day I know that I'm going to marry a woman I don't know who it is I don't know when that's going to be but I want you to be there (laughs) Um, but I want you to be there and I want my dad by my side I want my family there and he I'll never forget he he wasn't offended but he was like I would there wouldn't be any other way yeah and I know that it took you know my mom a little bit more to not understand but grasp my new life but I think people have to understand or at least try to understand and our perspective is being gay or having family members that you come out to that it's really important to give people that grace of understanding and in a perfect world would we want everybody to just be open sure. and understand absolutely but you have to live in reality right mm-hmm. so you know thinking back on our situation just because I came out to my mom at such a young age and like i I knew that I was starting to like girls. There was still some confusion in my head. Like, you know, I had like a boyfriend or two in high school or whatever. And Mm -hmm. and I had to, you know, accept these things about myself and figure out myself. And I gave myself that time and that grace to like figure out what I liked Mm -hmm. and for me to be okay with it and accept myself. And so I feel like it's important to know when you go into, you know, coming out to someone or just even telling someone who you're dating that if they don't accept it right off the bat, like that doesn't necessarily mean it's a bad thing. I mean, our parents have probably envisioned, you know, this life for us that wasn't probably with women. I know my dad didn't envision me to be with a woman, Mm -hmm. right? But at the end of the day. And I think like, you know, to all in all, like my experience was, is I knew how hard of an internal battle it was with me. And I can only, like, I have to give that to my mom and to my my family and and my dad and all the people in my life to understand, like, okay, I had to take the time to figure out who I was. And if I had to do that, I know that my parents and and everyone else in my life needs to take that time as well. And again, it was never like a bad thing. It was never a horrible thing. But I wanted to be confident in myself before I could come to them to be confident in me if you know what I'm saying I don't know if that yeah. makes sense or not but that's just was my personal experience and now to this day my dad walked me down the aisle yeah. September 30th and my mom was hand in hand walking down the aisle with my brother my sister stood up there my cousins my aunts and you know what I mean like everyone was there supporting me and I think that in a part of our vows I literally said um to Olivia I was like the people here today like we looked out to all the people and I was like look these people sitting in these seats today 
that's our village. Yeah. Those are the people that love us and support us, and that's all you need, you yeah. know? Yeah, you guys last night read us your vows, yeah. Scotty and I, and we were, like, in tears because it was just so pure and heartfelt because it wasn't just about you guys. It was about, you know, everyone in your life yeah. that's, like, supported you in your village, like you said. Mm-hmm. But we also talked a couple of days ago when we got here about how, you know, when you guys – come out it's almost like people mourn the life that they expected for you yeah it's so true which is hard to think about and you know I think about that for my kids of I would be I mean you guys know I would be more than accepting if my kids were ever gay but it's it's just not what you predicted or expected and also you don't want them to have to go through hardships in life that come with that life and I think that's what you were talking about, London, that yes. your mom was kind of mourning what she expected. Yeah, it was just what she gravitated to totally. is, you know, like how she grew up and, yeah. and, you know, my sister, like, you know, in a straight marriage mm-hmm. and like all the things. And like, again, it was never something that I wasn't punished, but it was just something that I had to be like, you know what? I get it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I think that that's what grew our relationship as mother and daughter of someone who I've lived my life in a life for so long. And that's why... I brought her into, you know, the relationship, especially with Olivia. Like, sometimes I feel left out when it comes to Olivia and my mom and my sister. I'm like, hello, do y'all You're remember like, I'm me? actually your biological daughter. Yes, I'm like, I'm actually your daughter. But I think that it's amazing that, you know, my mom and my sister and my bro- like all of my entire family um, welcomed Olivia in open yeah. arms and never thought twice. I mean, I came to them when I told them I was going to propose and I recorded them all um, and almost every single one of them cried because they knew that she's what I like was the missing piece of my life. Yeah. Well, it's funny in my vows, I wrote about your mom and my vows. And I, I, I loved it. Yeah. The first day I met her mom, we were in her, your driveway at yeah. your house when I pulled up in Arkansas and her mom literally hugged me. And I swear it's like, she's been attached to my hip ever since oh, I yeah. met her for the first time. Yeah. Like, it was just something that was missing. Yeah. You know? yeah. And, and you just know, it's just like, you, she probably just had a feeling. Like, yeah. oh, she knew that, right? One. Like yeah. she knew that about me. She knew that that was missing in my life. And it really hits home whenever your mom wants it for you. At one point in time, it was such a scary situation. And I know I'm bra- gravitating towards my mom, but I have such a good relationship with her. And I feel like that's what, you know, trans people, gay people, ever like trying to come out and be themselves, you need your mom. Yeah. Totally. You, know? yeah. you need your mom. And you guys kind of dated other women and you graduated mm-hmm. high school. Can you kind of talk about your college experience and what you guys studied? Because I don't yeah. feel like people realize like you guys, you know, got your degrees yeah. and, you know, have we careers. Had a whole life and... before to yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. So kind of talk about like college, college life, what you studied. Yeah. Do you go first? Talk sure. a little bit about social work. Um, okay, so I went to Jacksonville State, which is a very small college in Jacksonville, Alabama. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did my undergraduate there in social work. And I think I knew like right off the bat that I wanted to do social work. I had gone to, um, what are those called? Like when you go and visit the school or whatever and you can like walk around. Like a campus tour? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And I had I had thought in high school that I kind of wanted to do like something in psychology, but I think I was just not thinking of the right thing. Anyway. I met a social work teacher who ended up being one of my social work teachers later in school, and she was kind of telling me about it, and I was like, oh, wait, like, I'll just do this. I'll just say that this is my major freshman yeah. year. I can change it, whatever, and I ended up loving it, um, 
But with social work, you really have to have your master's degree to yeah. get, mm-hmm. like, any kind of job. And then in that, you have to get your license. You can work without it, but, like, you can't go super far. Um, so right after undergrad, I applied to go to graduate school, and I got into the University of Alabama. And I finished graduate school in 2021. Mm-hmm. Um and then I went straight into my job at Children's Healthcare, and I was working in um, behavior mental health in the mm-hmm. emergency room, which was a very trying time for us. We, was, we talked about that because obviously working in PICU, we related to a lot of, like, seeing a lot of the same trauma. Yes. Because social workers, God bless you all. It's like, a lot. It's, it's so much to see, especially with mental health. Mm-hmm. When coming straight out of school... I feel like, you know, I had done internships, like I had worked um, in a woman's shelter, and then in undergrad, I worked in for like CPS, like Child Protective Services, and I saw stuff there, but it wasn't like kind of being on that front line, being like, now I'm the person taking care of people, and I feel like when you learn about it in books, and you you hear about it, it's like, it's easier to digest, Mm -hmm. and then when you see it right in front of you, and you like see these kids come in, it's really sad, it's really scary. Um, but I still love it. I love what I do. But ultimately, I ended up not loving working 12-hour shifts. I didn't yeah. feel like it was for me. And our schedules kind of felt opposite. Yeah. Um, I also feel like it's, at home. it's – sorry to cut you off. No. I feel like it's not – people don't realize, you know, 12-plus-hour shifts, especially in the medical world mm-hmm. – it's not just physically exhausting, it's mentally yeah. draining. Yeah. When you're and doing that three times a week, it's a lot. Well, she would come home sometimes and, like, ha- and like we- there would be, like, no moods or anything. Like, she just would come in and we, like, wouldn't even really talk. Like, no. we would just, like, you know, find... She'd get me dinner and we'd go to bed. Yeah, yeah, and it was just, like, the same routine and it was just draining, yeah. you know? And, like, they say the burnout or whatever, and I don't really think necessarily I had burnout. I think... The social work field is so broad. Like, you can really get into, like, any part of it. And mm-hmm. I think I just put my feet in the water in behavior and mental health. And I liked it, but I don't think ultimately it's, like, what I want to do mm-hmm. with my social work fulfilling career. for you, I feel like. Yeah. I mean, and it was – I enjoyed it and I learned a lot. Mm-hmm. But I don't – like I said, I don't know if it's exactly what I want to do. And I don't know if I know that yet. So I decided to leave. We felt comfortable enough on TikTok mm-hmm. with London's job that I could leave my job and I was like, okay, I'm going to take my licensure exam. I should have done it right out of graduate school, but I didn't. And um, so I studied for a little while, and I underestimated the amount of time it were, or it takes to work with the state. Mm-hmm. So it took me three months to get approved yep. to take my board exam, and I was not expecting that. Um, so I kind of started studying, and by the time I got approved to take it, it was like February of, what is this year, 2023? Mm-hmm. And then we had started really diving into wedding planning like our summer was insane like mm-hmm. every week we had something to do and honestly I was just kind of pushing it all pushing up I was like I'll study I'll do it I'll take it and then I got down to it and I got a reminder from the board exam that was like you only have one year to take this exam so it's due you have to take it before February 2024 or you have to reapply and pay all this money and do it over again mm-hmm. so now we're back to square one we're studying we're gonna take the licensure exam we're gonna get it done have it behind us. Send your good luck. Yes. And good for you. Like, this was a huge year for you guys. Yes. And you were, like, so lucky to be able to live in the moment and focus on that. Yeah. yeah. You got your degree. Like, yeah, it's yeah, always there no to regrets. take. No, yeah. none at all. It's just, I think the way the cookie crumbled, and now I feel like when I'm ready to go back to social work and figure out what exactly I want to do, I have all my ducks in a row, yeah. and I'm ready to do it. 
Yeah, yeah that's yeah. amazing. And London, your college life? Yeah, so I went to the University of Central Arkansas. Um, I I think we graduated undergrad at the same time in 2019. 2019. Um, and I got my majors in broadcast journalism and marketing. And I was completely fulfilled and lived and breathed journalism. Like I was very passionate about it. I told you like when I do things, I do it 110%. Mm -hmm. So I was very indulged in everything that I was doing in school. And it's funny because like I wasn't a very good student in high school, but I almost had a 4.0. Like I was like great through college. Isn't that crazy? I was the same way. I think it's different when you're passionate about it. Like in high school you do what everyone else does, but in college you to like choose what you want to study. And it's actually interesting. And it's more fun. Totally. And I always like – I don't know, not that I got told, but, like, I just, like, didn't feel like I was a good test taker and, like, all the things. But all that to say, you know, I got to college and I found that um, I really loved, like, telling stories and telling pe- telling stories for people that didn't have the voice to tell stories. And I got so many good opportunities um, throughout that journalism program to go by myself and learn and talk to so many different people of walks of life. And it was just amazing, an, ex- an amazing experience. And I got to intern at a big news station um and for like half of a year and it was like it was something that I didn't when I did it like professionally it was like very I I mean I told you like one of those stories it was just like very hard yeah and um I you know dipped my feet into I knew that I was like my passion is people that has always been that for me. I am passionate about people, whether I'm telling stories for people, whether I'm helping get their story out there, whether I'm selling them something, whether I'm helping them better themselves to get to where they need to be. And so I kind of took a chance and was like, you know, at the end of the day, I'm also a realist. So I know that, you know, if I am doing a job, I have my degree at the end of the day, like I can always go back there if I want to. I can always, just literally to her point, like she can always go back to social work. Um, And I actually had a, recruiter at my current company I'm in tech sales now and they reached out to me and um they just you know saw something in me and I took a chance and interviewed and got hired to work at in like through through a tech company and do sales and I didn't have experience in sales I also didn't have experience in technology I was like I mean yeah I can work on a laptop and like do do phones and stuff but all that to say, I got the job and I moved to Austin, Texas and lived there for three and a half years and worked extremely hard to work my way up into the company. And it's where it landed me here now. And I think that that fulfills, it fulfills me being passionate about people. I mean, I don't know if I'm going to do sales forever. I don't know, you know, everyone has to move and grow. And like, I've been with my current company for almost five years now. So I think that I don't know. I always, I'm always looking for more. Something about me is like, I'm always like, what else can I do? Yeah. I don't like, Livia makes fun of me because when I wake up in the mornings, I immediately put my shoes on. She and I'm like, oh yeah, running. she's up ready to go, guys. No. She's like, up where, ready where are we to going? go. Where can we go? Like, <laughs> I'm dragging me out of it. Yes, like I'm ready. I'm ready to do something. So all that to say, that kind of gets into the story of like how we met. It's yeah, that's what I was going to ask. Like I got here. from there, I, I just, I mean, I've already heard it, but I want to hear it again. Yeah. yeah. Tell me your love story. Yeah. So pretty much all short version for the podcast um we I I have a golden retriever Willow I don't know if you can see her in the frame or not she's sitting right next to me 
And Howie's somewhere. Howie good, is somewhere. So I'm sure anything. you've heard him. Yeah, he's he's quiet, taking a nap right now. Yeah. We'll take advantage. Yes. And they're so cute, you guys. Like they're, they're something else. Their them. dogs are so cute. So Olivia reached out to me a while ago, years yeah. ago actually. Yeah. And knew that I had Willow, my golden retriever. And well, because some people get confused on that. The lesbian circle. I mean, lesbians just know other lesbians, right? If like you're watching, what did you call lesbian? it? You called it like a gay web or something. It's you like a community, it like the lesbian web. Yeah, the lesbian we're all web. just a little intertwined, and we know everybody knows each we other. Know each other. Yeah, and we. So had, that's why we followed each other. We didn't know each other. We but we social had media never spoke. No, never exchanged words. Like yeah, whatever. And she'd reach out to me asking if I knew or if, where I got Willow because she wanted a golden. And I when I had already looked here in Atlanta mm-hmm. and they were like $3,500, dollars and I was like not gonna do that and so at this point I was desperate I was like yeah. does anybody who have a golden retriever know where I can get one that's right. not this mm-hmm. expensive yeah so all in all I was like no like I you know Willow was like a one-time thing but um I have there's this girl in Memphis that is selling them and I am getting one for my mom for her birthday and I was like here's a number like I don't know if it can work out for you, whatever. And then we didn't speak for a while. A while, And I didn't even know that she ended up getting Howie. And we reconvened and connected. When was it? Mm, it was like that next spring, probably. Yeah. And um, I actually, around that time, got a call from my job. And they were promoting me to move to Atlanta to take a field position. And from there... That's where all the weird stuff starts to happen. We are extremely intertwined. Yeah, their story, like, doesn't even sound real. Mm -mm. Like, Scotty and I were listening to it, and we're like, how's it even possible? We had to show, like, proof. We were like, no, No, look. Like, look how crazy this is. It's like the definition of, like, too good to be true, but it is true. Yeah, but also so meant to be. Very meant to be. Yeah, so I guess what? I reached out to you and was like... Yeah, so, I mean, like, we had, I guess, gone back or, like maybe flirted through dm or whatever like and you (laughs) and you had mentioned um that you were going to be in town because that's what was like when you were meeting your team like your Mm -hmm. potential team and what's crazy is she was like yeah i'll be in town well i'm thinking this whole time we're in like a suburb of atlanta Mm -hmm. 20 minutes from atlanta and she's like yeah i'm gonna be in town i'm thinking she means atlanta if she's working for like a company i'm like surely you're not around here well, she was like, yeah, this is this is where they're putting me up in this hotel. And it was... Well, huh. the, well ac- so how it ha- actually, like, from my point of view is my... I was, like, going internal with my company of, like, you know, me coming here and, like, meeting the team and, like, getting ramped up and stuff. And they were, like, I was talking to some of the people on the team and, like, some people that previously have lived here. And they were giving me recommendations on where to live and like here's where the current office is and like here's where you should stay around and so they were giving me you know different what but the like, hotel they put you what, up in well that's what I'm saying is like oh. they were giving me like hotel recommendations things like that and so like I stayed in one of the hotels that one of the friends had given me and I was telling Olivia she was like oh yeah like casual cool girl like where are you staying blah blah and I sent her <laughs> the the picture or the link of it and she was like are you serious? Literally three minutes from my apartment. Like, it was on the same street. Yeah. So, because, like, we, it's, like, the interstate off of where the office was. Yeah. And so, all that to say, and I was also telling her, too, like, whenever we were out to dinner on our first date, I guess you would say. Yeah. Um, 
I think we still we even remember what each other were wearing yeah. on our first date. I do remember you're wearing those green the luckies. The Jordan One luckies, if you know, you know. Oh yeah. Uh huh. And didn't you say you ordered food but you didn't eat a bite? You're so no. nervous. And I also, this is funny. I don't drink, and I ordered a beer. A beer. You're like, but I'm gonna look so. I'm cool like, to order yeah. A beer let right me now. get a Michelob. And she was like, what? Yeah, sure which is like, so okay. weird to me now because the way you would never, even no. if you did order a drink. It, it would, would not be beer. No. Like, it'd be literally a Shirley Temple. Yeah. Like, like, I'm confused. And so I was just so, I don't know, like, I saw her, and I was like, oh, God. Yeah. She is stunning. Yeah, they're both in person. Like, we're taken aback here. And, like, I I saw, like, her photos, and I was like, she's gorgeous. You're like, this like, has to be face too. It's like, yeah, it's like <laughs> never as good as it seems yeah, in real right. life. And so I walked up, and... She had her sunglasses on and she was wearing this like white tank and like had on these jeans and just like all of her jewelry and like looked so cute. She smelled so good, like just like a, a pretty girly girl. That's yeah. So nice. And she stood up and like took her glasses off and I was just like, Oh You're God. like, Oh shit. <laughs> like I am I'm in trouble. I'm into I'm yeah. I'm in for it for yeah. tell me about my car. Oh, and this is funny. <laughs> So I, we were sitting there, and, like, we were just, like, so smiley. Like, I don't know if we'd stop smiling. like we are now. It's so cute. And I was – we were just, like – I was trying to make – I'm always, like, a jokester. Like, I'm always, like, laughing and stuff. And I'm, like, who – what hot girl rolled in here and parked completely sideways in this parking spot? Mm-hmm. I was, like, they're – like, they're insane. And she was like, that's my car. I was like, oh, that shit. was actually me. And she was like, oh. And I was like, yeah. Hence why Olivia never drives. I don't drive. She doesn't drive. I also don't park. That's a rule in the Stallings household. Yeah. yeah. Lynn is allowed to drive. Yeah. So all in all, to to wrap things up, we were sitting there at dinner or something. And we were talking. Like, I obviously had no idea where she lived. Like, I didn't know anything about her, really, honestly. Like, we yeah. were just getting to know each other. And I had a couple people in the area like tell me apartment complexes where to live and like because mind you like I've never been to Georgia I've never been to Atlanta I'm living in Austin whole thing and these the Catherine apartments were brand new at the time yeah and I was like oh those look very aesthetic and clean and nice and they were like all white they were so cute and so I was like I don't know where else to live so they were recommended to me, so I'll just live there. And so I was telling her, I was like, oh, like, I'm looking at these apartments. And she was like, hmm. so I've been living here for three years. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, okay. Wait, so, you lived there for yes. three years? lived there. I'd, I don't think we told you this. No. no. Yeah, I lived there. I had two roommates. And she was like, yeah, I found this great apartment. Like, da, da, da. And I was like, mm-hmm, that's where I live. Oh, my I know God. all about it. Yeah. So all in all, like, that is kind of how we met and, like, yeah got started in our obviously we didn't spend a day apart no. from that day on we've been glued to the hip yeah truly and i love yeah, that it's just been it's been fun yeah so when how far into your relationship were you like let's do tiktoks i never like consciously made the decision like our tiktok that blew up and kind of started us on tiktok was like random like it was like one of those stories you hear people are like i just posted it and it was that the lesbian aunt going to thanksgiving no it was way before that it was an otd it's funny because i had a little bit of following because i would post willow and like willow like i would just post like 
videos of her that kind of went a little viral in like 2020 and I kind of got like a, like I don't know maybe like 50,000 followers or something maybe 100,000 it was so easy back then to go viral. oh yeah yeah, yeah. TikTok was totally yeah. different in yeah. like 2020 100 percent yeah. so I had a little bit of a following but they had no idea I don't even think I ever really showed my face in half of them so I don't think they knew who I was or like obviously who she was and then for fun we were we were, were going to dinner we were going to dinner and we were like um let's I remember record our outfits and we did and we did it on her account profile, that actually. had no followers like I would do, I was just a scrolling account mm-hmm. yeah and then that kind of like blew up and everyone was like wait y'all are si- like no y'all are sisters like it was like All everyone things. was so confused they were like wait y'all are dating and it was like this whole thing and yeah. then and then we posted it we posted another one that same night on hers again like no real thought behind it we were just posting to post and it was like something like i'm obsessed like you know that sound or whatever oh yeah and then i flipped it over to olivia and she literally looked like topanga or like (gasps) jennifer aniston and everyone was like i think everybody was a little bit more infatuated with olivia because they were like oh god that she's beautiful and so it really just started from there and like we were like oh people like our outfits like we're two girls we share clothes. We love we love fashion. Yeah. And I think it's cool because Olivia, we have a lot of similar fashion, like mm-hmm. the Ralph Lauren, like, you know what I mean? Like, J. Oh, Crew. I saw them fighting yesterday about wearing a jacket. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Liv was like, can I wear this jacket? And London's like, no, so, I haven't worn that yet. Yeah. Period. Yeah, we're not breaking the rules. No. Which honestly, I like understood. Yeah, but because I thought you might let it slide. But it's cute because you guys like help style each other and like yes. share clothes. I yeah. just love that. And literally, like over Thanksgiving, I did the same thing for her. I was like, can I wear that sweater? And she was like, I haven't worn it yet. And I was like, all right. <laughs> it's understood. So, yeah, so we have similar style, but also like I feel like I have my own little London twist mm-hmm. of like the hats and the sneakers. And then, yeah. Olivia's like bows and headbands yeah. and Head, pearls. Yes, and all the girl things. So yeah. it's just been fun. And I think that. We also love to have that feminine, female, lesbian representation of, like, you can look like us and be yeah. gay. Yeah. It's not, you don't have to look any certain way. It's literally not, has nothing to do with the way you no. look. No. Yeah. So that's what has been encouraged us to at first because a lot of people were, were so shocked, quote, unquote, that we were together. Yeah. And we were like, you know what? We need to put it out there more. Like, we need to let people know that. Not every not everyone looks the same, you know. When, like when you know when we were coming out, like in high school and stuff, like back what in twenty fourteen, twenty fifteen, mm-hmm. whatever it was, there were really no lesbians. I felt like that looked like us. Yeah, like, there mm-hmm. was nobody that when social media wasn't. We were on social media, but it was nowhere near the extent no. of where we're at today. And so there really wasn't. I feel like that representation that you could see on a daily, like you can now. Totally. And now I feel like if we have you know, a platform where other girls that were our age or even guys can look at us and think that we're not like a stereotypical type. And if we can do it, then they can do it. Yeah. And I mean, we've gotten so many messages that makes us feel good, honestly, of like girls being like, I felt so bad about myself or I felt so, you know, disconnected from who I am. And like, I see that no, you know, I can wear my J Crew. I can wear yeah. my heels and my Prada bat or like you know what I mean? Just yeah. like being super girly yeah. and all the things and I can be gay. Like I can yeah. be myself. Yes. You know? I, I I don't understand why people are so like infatuated or fixed on someone's physical appearance yeah. in relation to their sexuality. It just yeah, that has nothing. Yeah. It has nothing to do with they they just don't correlate. Yeah. But I love I mean, I've been obsessed with you since the beginning. Like, I was, like, 
If I liked girls, I would be like, hey, do you guys have any friends? Like, I'm you guys so are good. just iconic. So, when, how long after dating did you guys get engaged? And then I want to hear the engagement story because I love it's it. Wild. It's wild. No, it's nuts. Is, it's really Again, wild. one of those things that you're we like. We also have two perspectives on yeah. it. Okay. Um, um, it was okay. like right at a year. Yeah. We were dating like right at a year. Okay. And which it's funny about that because everyone is just like a year like there's no How'd way you know? and like does it sound like maybe like well, the way it sounds and stuff but I mean I it sounds so cliche and so insane and I've been in a lot of relationships not a lot but you know what I mean I've been in yeah. past relationships and the moment that I met Olivia I truly was like I think this is it for me yeah. like I wasn't like oh my god I'm gonna marry this girl but I was like I truly think that I have found where I need to be. I yeah. felt that with David. You know? it, I, it's it's just one of those things where people don't believe you. It's just when you know, you know. Yeah, yeah. like truly, like, there's no timestamp yep. on what you feel. Totally. And so, yeah, so, I mean, that was how it was. And I think that whenever we knew, it's funny, we literally just told you and Scotty this um, yesterday or day before, but pretty much we, our engagement story is just Honestly, it's iconic. It's, it's insane. It it's is iconic. And all the photos on your little gallery yeah. wall of the engagement, I love it so much. It's Do you want to start it? Yeah. I feel like it almost sounds like people are like, I can't believe that. And I'm like, no, I swear to God, it happened. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we <laughs> decided that early on, before we even were like talking about getting engaged, we really wanted to go to Charleston. We felt like it was our vibe. Neither one of us had ever been. We were like, mm-hmm. it'd be a fun little vacay. It had nothing to do with an engagement. No, yeah, we were just planning a, a just a couple's trip, trip. Yeah. yeah, get away. So then, obviously separately, like we knew we wanted to get married, but we separately started planning our engagements. And Charleston had never even crossed my mind. Like never even thought about it. I was like, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to propose to London um, at the beach on mm-hmm. our family beach trip. I'm going to do family beach pictures. She's very involved with their family. I know they would want to be there, this, that, and the other. Mm-hmm. So we're driving in the car one day. I'm, like, starting to plan this. Like, I've, like, reached out to photographers in Seaside, like, t- trying to plan it. We're driving down in the car one day, and London's like, I feel like I know what you're going to do when you propose. And I was like, what are you talking about? Also, I have no poker face, literally at all. Like, my face gets beat red. I start laughing, like, whatever. I'm like, what are you talking about? She's like, I don't know. It just makes the most sense for you to propose to me at the beach because my whole family's going to be there, and we're taking those pictures. And I was like, I think I was testing her. I'm still, well, I I'm still wondering why I asked you that, but because you're nosy, know. I'm the same way. I'm just yeah. like, it's also when you're when you're like a planner and like a control freak. Because that's me. I'm like a control freak planner, so I'm like, I need to know what's happening. So yeah. I would pro- poke and prod like that. Yeah. Too. Well, she did, and so I was okay. like, instantly in my mind, I was like, okay, Olivia, you have to think fast. Like, what are we gonna do? So I was like, okay, you're right. I am. You just ruined your surprise, but you don't know when at the beach. You don't know how, but it's at the beach. Okay, so get off my back. So I was going to let her think that, and I knew. I was like, you have to come up with a different plan. So I'm at work the next day, and again, I'm working 12-hour shifts, so I have so much time away from her. Mm-hmm. And I call her mom the next day, and I'm like, listen, London just guessed the whole thing, so we're going to do it in Charleston. And I remember being on the phone with Ashley, and she was like, pause. It was like... Because my mom knows that I'm proposing to her. Right. At Charleston. I forgot to mention that part. So she's already talked to her mom about wanting to propose in Charleston. So when I tell Miss Ashley that, she literally doesn't say anything for like five seconds. I'm like, what's the problem? Like, do you think that's a bad idea? She was like, no. No, that's a great idea. That's great. And I, I, like, I didn't catch on to anything. So I'm like, okay, yeah, like we already have this boat paid for. Like we're going to get on this boat and I'm going to do it there. So I 
now maybe you should yeah, intertwine so, yours. So all that to say, we and we planned to be on this sailboat catamaran type mm-hmm. thing. We that's the reason why we wanted to go to Charleston, yeah, honestly, to get on this to do that. Yeah. So from the instant I knew that we were planning that. Again, I'm a planner, so I had this plan from like January, February, and we didn't go till May, right? May. Yeah. And so I have told my whole family. Well, I told my whole family, and then I went to Olivia's dad, and I talked to him, and you know, had his little blessing and, and all that, and then I talked to Olivia's sister, or her sisters and her brother, and from there I was like okay I got this like we were so caught up in planning each other's Mm -hmm. that we had no idea of thinking about our own Mm -hmm. and so it wasn't even twinkle in my eye I just thought I was like this is going to be epic like I have this whole thing for her it's going to be perfect like her ring was done everything was just perfect and so we reached out it's funny we reached out to two separate photographers um, yours was Chelsea Page. Chelsea Page, and mine was Clay Austin, who was actually our wedding photographer. Mm-hmm. And I reached out to Clay, and we reached out to them both a month apart, exactly. Yeah, we looked back at our Instagram crazy. DMs, and it was exactly one month apart. Told them the mm-hmm. exact same thing, the exact story, whatever. We reached out to Charleston Sailing Adventures, and we like I told them, which I guess you didn't. Did you end up telling them? That no, you, I only told Chelsea. Okay, Chelsea yeah, so talked to them. For I. Me talk to them and I think I was the first one so like they didn't know that Olivia was gonna do it as well and I tell Clay and you know he he gets there and I'm like we need to have a plan though like I need you to be in like a crew shirt or a crew hat so she doesn't think that anything's off and so she told Chelsea the exact same thing and they had all their cameras like up underneath the boat so when we get there it looked so normal perfect and Chelsea and Clay got there first, obviously, and Clay was telling us this afterwards, and he said that he was standing there, and then Chelsea walked up, or vice versa, and they were like, we're here for the stalling engagement, like, I'm the photographer, and he was like, I'm also the photographer, and, like, they were so confused, and then they noticed each other because they had previously worked together, mm. and they were like, he was like, what are you doing here, and she was like, I'm here for Olivia Bennett, like, mm-hmm. she's proposing, and he was like, Oh, oh my God. God. They're proposing to <laughs> each other. At the same time. And so they just fell out. They were like, this is going to be amazing. And they were both perfect. Oh, I mean, yeah. I think I told you you guys the other night, I looked back and Clay was trying so hard not to laugh. He at one point was steering <laughs> the sailboat. Like he was literally like. He's in like in full, full character. Yes. He's he like all a paid actor at this point. Yeah. Yep. And so all that to say is I was so nervous because, and like, I normally don't get super nervous, but I was like. It's a big nervous. moment. No, yeah. it was. Yeah, and, and on a boat. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so I proposed, um, you know, we were like sitting up on that little like mesh net thing. I proposed and then. Wait, um, no, I want, I want more details than that. <laughs> so I had my ring, her ring box strapped into the side of my thong oh yeah because you were wearing a dress uh-huh. yeah. okay we both I had, slay. I had no that's pockets. actually such a slay. yeah i have no i had no pockets and it's unusual for me to be the one to carry the purse at yeah. least back then i've gotten a little bit more into bags lately yeah. but back then i didn't carry the purse so i knew that if i would she'd be like why are you wearing a purse yeah and so i um have this ring box like in the back of my thong, which, how did that happen? Don't know. Thank you, Calvin Klein. <laughs> and um, I, we get there, and Olivia's, like, acting pretty chill, um, honestly. Like, I, I was just like, she has no idea that it's coming. Like, you know, and I'm sitting so on the edge of my sad. seat. And I get, like, I'm, I get motion sickness, and I, like, get anxious on, mm-hmm. like, 
water and stuff. And so I was sitting on the edge of my seat and she thought that I was like going to get sick or something. Like I was getting nervous or whatever being on the boat, but it really was just like, I was like, I was fine. I took a Dramamine and I was in there like swimwear. I knew (laughs) I was like, I got this, but I'm just like terrified that I'm going to drop this ring in the ocean. Yeah. Or wherever we were. I don't even know if that's an ocean bay. I don't know. Not sure. And so we get down there, whatever, and I I only told you one thing. And I literally looked at Olivia and I was like, all I know is, is that I want to spend the rest of my life with you. And I never want to ever have a day without you in my life. And I pulled out the ring. I'm right now. Oh, I'm like already getting there. I pulled out the ring and I was like, like I didn't even say will you. I was like, marry me. Like, let's oh. get married. And she... I don't even know if she said yes yet because she was so frazzled. And then you can say what when what I you think said. I was crying and I was also you did cry, yeah, internally panicking because you're like Puck. I was like wait a minute, I was supposed to do this too. So I I was like crying no because there's pictures and they go in chronological order. So you said that and we hugged and I mm-hmm. said yes and so I pulled back. And I said, London, you aren't going to believe this. And she's like, oh, my God, what? Like, she's so dramatic. She's like, oh, my God, what? And I'm, like, laughing, crying. And I'm like, pull the ring out of my pocket. Because I was wearing a dress that had little fold-over pockets. Mm-hmm. So I had the ring loose in the pocket of my dress on, on a boat. boat. On a boat. And I pull it out. And I was like, will you marry me? And I asked her the same question. And we literally have the best photo of I you. I flat, laid flat out on my back. I like, could not believe it. It was like. I felt like an out-of-body experience. I was like, is this really happening? And we just laughed and giggled. And then we turned around because Clay and Chelsea are behind us. us, And we're like, that's my photographer. And she's like, that's my photographer. And we're like, there's a picture of us pointing at them. And, like, they're just, like, laughing and stuff. And it was, it was, like, the, even the, um, the woman who was driving the boat, the captain. Yeah, the captain. She was literally like, oh, my God. Like, everyone was just like, what just happened? And we actually had five-star, like, really nice dinner reservations afterwards that um, I had planned for us. And while we were on the boat, we called and canceled it. And we just ran the streets of Charleston barefoot and we ate pizza. pizza and drank Dr. Pepper. Yeah. And it was literally the best night. Yeah. Like, oh, my God. It really it was. was the best night. I mean, our wedding night was our best night. Yeah. But that was close second. That was a close and second. Taylor Swift. And Taylor Swift. And so what did... How did you... Your family wasn't there, right? No, no. so neither of our families were there. Um, it well, was just we us. had that big surprise. Well, so, you surprised me. Yeah, so that I don't even think a lot of people even know this either. So I wanted our families... Family is very important to us both. Yes. So we wanted, or I wanted, especially, like something to surprise Olivia with again. So whenever we got home, I had this dress laid out for her that I had picked out and like I knew that she would love and that fit her very well and I laid it out and so whenever she got home when we got home, we from, got home Charleston. from Charleston I already had my dress secretly altered I had everything planned I rented out um well I guess our parents rented out um like a little Italian spot in downtown um Atlanta all of our friends came in all like all of my family flew in from Arkansas all of my friends drove in and we walked in the door from to our apartment, and Olivia saw that dress, and she was like, what? And I was just like, I wrote on it, don't ask questions, just put it on, and let's get Aww. ready. When I knew we were going to probably do something like celebrate, but to the extent of what it was, yeah. I had no idea. And I think it's sweet because, you know, you had gone through like all the effort to plan mm-hmm. that, and 
everybody. That was the hardest part is like yeah. getting everyone together. All the communicating and planning. They all knew that it was also to celebrate you, but she had planned this whole thing with all of these people. Not for me, but for, for us, you, but yeah. for me, you know, and in the end it ended up being for you too. And yeah, it was amazing. That. So yeah. yeah, we had a little engagement party with everyone in our lives, like yeah. family and, and friends and that was fun. So yeah. Okay. So how long were you guys engaged before you got married? 18 months. 18 months. Yeah. A, a long time. It, w- it was a long time, but we needed it. Yeah. Well, we needed that. I mean... It was the wedding of the century. Yeah, it was. It was amazing. I wish every day I could go back to our wedding day. It was literally, and it sounds cliche, it was the best day of my life. Like, truly. Yeah. Well, I mean, even, like, off camera, off podcast, you guys literally were in tears last night reading your vows. Like, talking about how you would just relive it over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. And, I mean... I wish I would have met you like months prior because no, I'm like, oh, I would have been crowd surfing with you. Would have tore it up. <laughs> but tell me, kind of like what you and like envisioned, and when you guys were kind of talking about wedding planning, yeah. like what you definitely knew you wanted, what you didn't, and yeah. then kind of like how so, it turned out. Yeah. So I think like our very first thing is we said we want a white wedding. Yeah. Like we want everyone to be in white we wanted our dads in like the off-white ivory tux jackets we knew we wanted a black tie wedding because in our minds we were like we it's, have, a, it's we a formal event yeah. you this know we have we have party. one day we'll never get it back like let's go yeah. and you know do how do it how we want and so um we wanted things to have our touch and so we're obviously you can see by our home very traditional yeah. style um and we wanted that to reflect into our wedding yeah okay. well and it was a very like old money clean traditional like yeah. it was uh, exquisite Thank you. and i feel like we did not we didn't want to leave out any details yeah. so we had a, spent a lot of time on the details yes yeah, so we had little um match boxes that had an s on it and then with the matches we had cigars that had a custom band that said london and olivia we had a stunning custom made photo booth that took these like the best black and white photos at our wedding majestic photo booth and we got to design and create the entire wrap of the photo booth oh it was so cool it had like our monogram on it beautiful had our script we got the from Georgia with Love hats. Oh yeah, which, which were, were oh I love those. Yeah. We, we ended them. up not ordering enough. I think we had what like 130 people at the wedding, and you ordered 75 hats. And when our wedding planner brought out the hats, she brought them out like right. the silver tray, whatever. She said they flew. Like I still see you guys repost people wearing those hats yeah, from they, the wedding. They it's they so them. cute. And we wanted something that was us and like on brand and all, yeah. you know and I'm, yeah. I'm a hat girl of course and like the script and like it was ivory and like the tone of like the black and like we knew that we wanted to gift our guests with something that they would wear over and over again not with something like with our names or like with yeah. stallings or something on it so that's why we went that route and then we um had um claire powell come oh, yeah. and she did she was she's out of georgia the University of Georgia, is that in Athens, I think? Yeah, yeah, in Athens. And she hand-painted, watercolored each of the guests. And it was just so fun. You know, really like, fun. we, yeah. it was, we wanted. And we had seen that at weddings before, and we were like, this is so cute. And when yeah. we got in touch with Claire, and she was like, oh, I can do that. And I was like, bet. We well, have to have that. 90% of the guests traveled. Yeah. And it, we wanted to acknowledge of, like, we want to hug and kiss every single one of you guys for being here. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, that was, I feel like, was, like, just the best of it all. And I told you last night of how 
the best part to me about the wedding was one getting married right our first look and like I truly can't say like a favorite part but something about the reception that was so electric and so like you could feel the energy from everyone like you could see that everyone was just so genuinely happy for us and like me I kind of had like an aha moment where I was like oh my gosh like this is my life like I made it like I feel like in in that moment we were standing on the stage and like yelling singing long live to to Taylor Swift and like oh that crowd surfing oh like the videos you were showing me last night I was just a mess and I just looked out and I just was like this is my life and I truly thought at one point back going back to high school like I was living a life that I never thought I would ever have in my life it's so incredible and so like to me like I know that you like you know felt the same way but like I told you last night there was a time where I was like in in a wedding and I know that all the brides and grooms and everyone can relate to this of like you have one day with those people and like there will probably never be again a day Mm -hmm. that every single one of those people that you love and adore on her side and on my side will come together as one and spend that day celebrating you and your love. That will never happen again. No. Yeah. You know? So we I felt like we did so good at taking in every moment and like loving on people and just, you know And just enjoying yeah, it. Yeah, just enjoying it. Like we really it. tried to soak it all up. Yeah. Like yeah. London was, was amazing. Pulling me off the dance floor. She's like, We have got to go. I was like it was like the very end of the night and we had not gotten in the photo booth yet. And oh, she did yeah. not she was like, No, no, I don't want to get off the stage. And mind you Anyone who our guests were there, they'll attest this. We stood on that stage and performed for our guests it was the my entire own night. Personal concert. See, like this is my party. We gave the Mr. Band Brightside. The night off. Oh, last, last night. night? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like that was the energy. I, by the way, I got on um, Avery's shoulders last night. Um, it was well. A, it they was took wild. me to this really cute speakeasy, mm-hmm. which London doesn't drink. So I want to ask you about that yeah. too in a second, but. Um, so London drives Scotty and I to this super cute speakeasy, but they had a live band that was incredible, like yes. so good. But these two like six foot five men walk in front of London, who's so tiny, and I was like, "Bitch, you're getting on my shoulders." So I put yeah. her up on my shoulders, and I was yeah. like, "We're screaming at Mr. Bright." It, so it was funny. so fun. Yeah. So okay. So speaking of that, because you talked before about how you don't drink, mm-hmm. I actually don't know the story behind that if you want to talk about that a little bit yeah so I honestly have never been a big drinker like I'm not going to say that I've never had a drink before in my life but like I never got into it in high school I never you know never got into it and then obviously when I got to college I was like dabbling into it all my friends were doing it you know whatever and um I would drink occasionally and like you know but it was never like a big huge thing where I was just like out hammered every single night which it's a college, right? Like that's not a bad thing. Yeah. Not just my personal experience. And I think it correlates in a sense of that I, I struggle with emetophobia. I don't, if you guys don't know what that means, it's the fear of throwing up and it sounds dramatic, but like, it's so real. It is crippling. Yeah. You me. have it like extreme. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that part of it stemmed from that, but also in college, I guess to take a step back in, in college, it didn't fulfill me, if that makes sense. Like, I kind of tested a theory of, like, going out and doing the things that my friends were doing and being engaged with them and then not drinking. And I I show up the same way every single time, if that makes sense. Like, mm-hmm. I'm the same. And I 
enjoyed it more to like not feel and like granted I did get shit from it right like people would come up to me and be like you know like oh not having fun you don't have a drink in your hand or oh like there's the dd like you know just messing with me and stuff and it was never like a a mean thing or anything but I did feel anxiousness coming from it because I was like oh am I gonna have to go out and like fake it or like you know like drink or actually have to drink and like make myself feel sick and like then be anxious and then wake up and like you know what I mean I don't know have anxiety Mm -hmm. and all of my good close friends like know this about me and they I've always like respected it and they've never questioned me about it which I did not drink on our wedding night I in my little cup my little what is that my coop or whatever you call it I flute flute. I had ginger ale literally in my cup and I didn't drink at all on our bachelorette trip, and I think, and I... I mean, even last night when we were out having yeah, fun, and yeah. Scotty and I got some drinks, like, you, would you get a, a Sprite? I did, yeah. Or And then we came home, and you had a Dr. Pepper, yeah, like, yeah. and you're... And I'll drink, you know, You're like having water fun, like, we yeah. had a blast. She was still crowd surfing sober. Oh, she was on so my shoulders, yeah. dead ass sober. It doesn't stop and her. I don't want to say, like, I'm by no means saying that, like, drinking is bad, and, like, I'm not, that's, you know, not my place, but me personally, I feel like it created a sense of extra anxiety for me mm-hmm. yeah. that I didn't know that I had. And I think that it stemmed from me, one, getting drunk and feeling like I was going to throw up and like that causing anxiety or me yeah. feeling out of control. That's a thing for me that I, I feel, I felt like at a sense where I wasn't going to be able to control who I was around. You know what I mean? I don't know, like just being drunk. Like I just didn't like it. And so it created an anxiety for me that I didn't want to feel anymore yeah and um I just learned to create things that made me feel comfortable as in like I'll get a mocktail when we go out you know or Mm -hmm. I will um mocktails all summer yeah made mocktails all summer other you know I post like recipes on TikTok Mm -hmm. and stuff and making also people feel comfortable who are trying to stop drinking or trying to lean in towards a sober life of I always want to be that friend where you can come to and if you're like I don't feel comfortable here I'm going with London or I always would create a safe space for my friends and Olivia and my like whoever I'm around like out that they know that they're taking home safe at the end of the night and like and I don't think that that's like a bummer for me like people are like is that not so lame that like you go out and you're a bunch around a bunch of drunk people and I'm like no because like I literally act drunk when I'm yeah. when I'm sober. Like you're you know what I mean? Like, like I'm like, oh. yeah, you know, you're like, just like a fun, happy yeah. person. So that's really what it stemmed from. And like just getting a little into like the emetophobia. If you struggle with it, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Like mm-hmm. there's no having to explain it. And there has been a couple things that have helped me get through it. One, I'm starting to dabble into therapy. I've never really been to therapy before, and I'm trying to like test out like different therapists of like knowing like that what is it like um what do you call it um not I'm trying not anxiety but that um what is it called I'm trying to think of what you're thinking are you talking about the exposure therapy yeah yeah like that type of therapy that's what I'm trying to say that type of therapy oh yeah sorry um (laughs) and I have tried to figure out what therapist to go to and things like that and like I have um if you ever want to DM me, like, obviously I can't tell you the resources that I have because they're like different books and things like that. But, um, there are a lot of things that I do that help me with my day to day. And it like, it consumes you. Like there are certain points of anxiety that will consume you and like 
give you like OCD traits or give you, I don't know, different like life things that like you struggle with. But um, I tell people like sometimes people will be like, I never knew that about you. And it's like, obviously not something that I talk about. I'm like, yeah. hey, nice to meet you. I'm scared of throwing up. Totally. People are like, what? And like some people I talk to, they're like, of course you don't. No one likes throwing up. And I'm like, no, I get it. No, but like, you're like no, some people can literally just anxiety. go and like do it. And like I'm at to the point where like I can talk about it. Some people have it crippling to where, you know, you need literally needs to be trigger warning to like saying things yeah. and like things yeah. like that. So yeah. um, all in all, like that's kind of what, why I don't drink and yeah. how I feel better about myself when not doing it. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you sharing. I mean, it's, we talked about that before too. And I mean, it makes sense with the drinking yeah. too, because yeah. I've been there one too many drinks where yeah. I'm like, and I it's nice. Olivia well. doesn't really drink either. Yeah. And I mean, well, I drank like in college, obviously I feel like I, I was in a sorority. I did all the things yeah. in college. And then I felt like when I got out, it was just never really, like you're saying, the sick. It was never really worth it to me. I also, there's a lot of alcohol I don't like. I don't like to drink alcohol and eat food. Mm. So I don't like to pair wine with stuff. Yeah. Like, I was really only drinking to get drunk when I was. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm not a person who, like, wants a beer at the end of the day or a glass of wine. I'm just not like that. So if she doesn't drink, I'm like, why am I drinking? Totally. Because we would only go out to get drunk and she doesn't want to. Yeah. So. Yeah. But I mean, I'll have a drink. Like, but like, I still will never not like not go somewhere, not go out. Yeah. Or like concerts or like my wedding night, you know, and not. Yeah. Like wedding nights are perfect. I had a great drunk time at our wedding, on our wedding night. Oh, I saw the videos after. Like I was chugging champagne out of the bottle and. And I I loved it. Like, I mean, it was, it was so much fun. So yeah, yeah, that's kind of how we. Yeah deal with it's the dynamic with that yeah. yeah okay so wrapping up i want to talk about to me one of the most exciting things and that's your future and wanting to start a family yeah, yeah. baby so what's what's the <laughs> so plan excited. I, mean, we, I feel we like can giddy just thinking oh you're gonna it. be the the greatest moms we can't wait you're the we, greatest aunts already yes. so like you have your and dog moms like yeah. you have your own children is going to be. And to Stevie and Ziggy. Yeah. Yes, that's true. That's He's true. still, like, I'm like, why didn't you bring them? <laughs> yeah, because they would be worse than the dogs. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, I think that the most, like, yes, we were excited for our wedding, but we talk about our babies every day. Well, I think we have our names, like, we, you know, go ahead. It's Sorry. something we've, like, personally, like, you've always wanted, and I've always wanted to be pregnant. I've always wanted to be a mom, like, looked forward to it for yeah. a long time. We're both very maternal. Like, yeah. we want to be moms, oh, yeah. and we want to be good moms you know we want to raise good kids and I think that that is what we're the most excited for right now and like we're in the early stages of preparing for that and there's some really exciting things coming up that we're looking forward to and we're still like we we are looking forward to being educated about it right because right now like we just know what we find off Google and learning from other creators which has been extremely helpful yeah um watching other lesbian gay other couples like going through that process um of doing getting pregnant and stuff so we're excited to to learn like what would be best for us what does our timeline kind of look like what does our fertility look like and also document that journey like that's a thing that we're going to do that's exciting we're going to document that because one we one for ourselves right like we want to document that two we know that you guys would love to see that and three we have been trying to find and we hope that it could help other people right like in the same similar situation of going through it and like answering questions and like our experience we know it's not going to be the same for everyone yeah 
but something I, to relate to. Yeah, though. something to relate to and look and look forward to. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like looking forward to being a mom with your partner. You yeah. Know? You so. guys will I just know you'll raise the best kids and like seeing your relationship with your niece and nephew mm-hmm. and just how you are with the dogs, like the way you already talk about your future kids, like they're already here. Mm-hmm. Like I've seen that in your presence and I'm I'm just so excited for that journey. I already told him I was like so like I'll move in to help take the night <laughs> shift. Aunt Avery. Yeah, because I'll I'll be here. Yeah, and we're like, seriously. Scotty will take photos of the birth. <laughs> no, yeah, no, like that's a like a full video. Want of to the do birth. the whole yeah. birth yeah. video and everything. So I'm can so put it, like, excited right for you guys. I don't even care. Yeah, oh, I need to slay. see the whole thing. Absolutely, no, because like, that's that's like your wedding. Like that will never happen no. again. Like and that like, moment. I just know we're gonna take so much pride, like in our family and like the way we raise our kids yes. and the way we raise our house and things like that. So. It's just very exciting yeah. to think about. Just want to raise kind, kind humans. Yeah, that's kind. all that matters. You say that all the time. And I like, say I it all the we time. Are like you know learning from you also like yeah. you telling us about like I mean Avery has not stopped talking about her kids all weekend, which has <laughs> yeah. been a, well we are like so what's Stevie and Ziggy yeah. doing? Yeah. So picture. Like, I mean half of it's us. Know? We're like well, what's going. Yeah, on? <laughs> and so I feel like also being surrounded by you know people that have kids and that are raising their kids. In just a similar good way, mom. You yeah. Know, like my sister and yeah. like your sister, like it's just like so refreshing to see, yeah. and I feel like it gives us confidence also because we have a lot of you people guys are the people who are going to be like, yeah, hey, can yeah. I call you? Can I yeah. FaceTime you? Yeah. Visit? You know what I mean? That's so. what parenting's about. Like when my mom would come stay with us for you know four or six weeks when both my kids were born to help, just so I could like take a nap. No. Yeah. Or sure. I'm calling because I'm like, this kid won't stop crying. Like, what yeah. do I do? You know? And it's it's different when it's your own kid because you just love them so much. But when you have that amazing positive village, you know, of, of sure. parents yeah. around you, like, you just learn so much. So, you know, I'm only a call away. Yeah. yeah. I'll fly She's over. only, like, a five-hour. Five hour I'll hop on that flight so quick. I'm to move to Atlanta, but. She seems like she wants it's to. It's so pretty here. Mm-hmm. What I was your favorite it. part? What was your favorite part? Yeah. Let's ask you questions if you don't mind. One okay. Question. If what you don't was, mind. What was your favorite part about the city? Or, I guess, like, our town? Well, I love being in your home. That's, like, been my favorite because it's so cozy. I love the character here. Yeah. Like, the old homes, the old buildings. Just, like, it's, like, classic. Yeah. Like, when you're driving through that windy road with all the trees mm-hmm. and the beautiful homes. Like, the Christmas decor here, it's, like, magical. home alone, but, like, times a million. Literally. It's literally magical. And the... Every place we go for the podcast, which is, like, such a blessing that we're able to travel sure. and see all these places, it's it's crazy to see how different each place is. Yeah. But this is so – it's so homey here. Like, I feel yeah. like you – it's so amazing to raise a family in a place like this, yeah. you know? Yeah. yeah. So. That's one of our favorite parts, too. We feel like it's a very good place to, like, raise a family. Like, we're always like, oh, we're going to take our kids to play t-ball there. Yeah. Yep. We're going to take them to – This is their elementary school. They'll go to school here. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Just, like, I don't know – we're, we're excited. We love to daydream. And Avery thinks that we're going to have girls, right? You think that we're going to have girls? I I think, well, like we were talking about how, I think Liv and I were talking about this, where I envisioned myself just being a girl mom. Yeah. Yeah. And so when I found out Ziggy was a boy, I was kind of worried because I'm like, I didn't mentally prepare to have a boy. So I'm like, how am I going to raise you? Because I was yeah. so girly. But then I told you after I had him, I was like, I could have all boys oh, yeah. if I wanted to. But of course, uh, you know, I was very fortunate when I got the best of both worlds because mm-hmm. they're just so different. Yeah. 
But, I mean, either gender, I mean, your kids are going to be iconic. Like, the way you're going to dress them. And I can't wait to tell you guys their names. Their names. Yeah, they won't even tell us. Yeah, they're good. We want you to be surprised. Okay, fine. They're so good. And they won't change. Like, that's the thing is, like. We know for sure. We know for sure, like, what, what, you know, whether it's a boy or a girl. Like, Like our first boy, we're like, you will be this. Our first girl, you will be this. And if we have twins, they will be this. Yeah. I love it. We have a plan for it We are scared about the twins a little because it's it's likely that we might uh, Apparently, it is likely for, for that. I mean, I told you guys, like, twins are my dream. Yeah. So, like, if... If I was ever fortunate enough to have twins, I would be just thriving. Because yeah. I, like I was telling you, the relationship between twins is just like unbreakable. Yeah. And, but I mean, either way, you guys will be so yeah. fortunate to have just a happy, healthy baby. Oh, yeah. yeah. At the get, end of the we day, don't care. yeah. Whatever we yeah. have is what we have. But yeah. we're curious to know what people think that we would have. I love to be like, what do you think? Yeah. And they're like, everyone's like, girl, girl. And I'm like, <laughs> I well, mean, it would be a girl pick, party if it we was oh, pick our ginger, but, but we don't, we don't want, want to. to. Yeah, yeah, apparently there's this new thing, or maybe it's not new, but you can like. My sister's choose. picking hers. Is she? Yeah. Yeah, we're just like, I don't know. I don't. I'm just like. Yeah. yeah, I think it's yeah. like. I don't. Whatever's meant to be yes, is meant to be, sure. which is why I didn't find out Stevie's gender, because uh-huh. I was like, I know you're my last. I couldn't and I wouldn't change it. Mm-hmm. So like that element of surprise was so fun. And like yeah. whatever it is, like we're like either we're gonna have a girl party, yeah, and it's gonna be girls rule this house aka maybe howie i guess <laughs> boy. but if we have a baby boy like he will break it up for us oh yeah I mean? like yeah it'll be fun when, like you're saying like best of both like yeah. i i would really love to experience with while i think and right now as far as i know that i will do better on the girl side because i'm so girly like you're saying mm-hmm. but yeah you I, mean, would. I would thrive I, I think i would thrive either you way. would like, be a ballet, good boy like, mom mm, t-ball Oh, yeah. Something about T-ball does it for me. You'd be coaching. Yeah. Uh, You'd be coaching the basketball team. thousand. The girls. Uh-huh. I would oh, be golfing. Doing, yes. I'd be doing, like, we're we're going to tennis lessons. Yeah, like, we're, doing we're doing all the things. things. And, like, I can't wait to wake up and, like, how I hit the ground running, like, with my shoes on and stuff. I'm like, me and my kid, we're going to get donuts. We're going, like, I don't know where We're Olivia going to the is. park in the morning. I know she's a good cop. I can oh, yeah. sense it. Oh, yeah. I, especially with my nephew, Suede. Yeah. She just melts. Like. The way she talks about her niece and nephew, yeah. like, yeah. I just, I'm so excited so, for this. Yeah, it's game anyway, over when we're we excited kids. for kids, so yeah. stay tuned for that. Well, I'm excited for you, and I am inviting myself to be a part of that journny. You will be. You will be at the baby you shower. Get the baby shower. Slay. You too, yeah. Scotty. Yeah. You too, Scotty. <laughs> well, thank you guys so much for being on and being the season finale. Thank you. Thank I'm, you for having us. No, I'm honestly honored, and... Just the fact that you guys were so warm and hosted us in your home, we just felt so special. So thank you so much. Thank I appreciate you. it. Thank you for having us. We love you. Cheers, love guys. You. Cheers. Cheers. Bye. Bye.